Thank you for listening to TMA's Practice Well podcast. TMA, helping you improve the health of all Texans. TMA has a long, proud history of promoting patient rights, advocating for physicians, and providing real solutions for your practice. We can accomplish so much when we unite in one voice. Call the TMA Knowledge Center at 1-800-880-7955 or visit TexMed.org to find out how you can join or renew your membership today. Hello, I'm Cheryl Kroviak. I am the director of the TMA Education Center, where through webinars, publications, and podcasts with CME2Go, we strive to provide physicians a reliable resource to help you and your practice survive and thrive. This quick tip episode is hosted by TMA staff coding specialist, Car Benson. Hi, I'm Car Benson, director of TMA's Reimbursement Services where we help member physicians fight care issues and recoup unpaid claims. I'm happy to welcome back Sabrina Skeldon, an experienced regulatory compliance attorney and auditor and compliance consultant. Sabrina, welcome. It's good to be here today. Thank you, Carl. Sabrina, in our last episode, we touched on medical necessity and lack of documentation that supports medical necessity. It's one of the most common reasons for claim denials and really opens physicians up to the risk of fraud with the government. What are the benefits of improving the accuracy and completeness of clinical documentation in a fee-for-service setting? And what about a managed care setting? It actually helps physicians better manage compliance and revenue risks in either setting. A pattern of high percentage medical necessity denials, especially on highly reimbursed codes, could be a red flag to the government and result in audits. This could lead to further investigation to identify more overpayments, identify trends in overutilization, and result, unfortunately, in the referral of those matters for prosecution. CMS uses public data to track billing and coding patterns of providers individually, by specialty, and geographic region. It also collects CERT data that estimates overpayments, payments that did not meet Medicare coverage coding and billing guidelines. CERT data is used by MACs and RACs to audit provider claims. And while it is intended only for the purpose of identifying overpayments, HHS has, as recent as 2021, recommended that CERT data be used to identify error-prone physicians. What are the benefits of improving the accuracy and completeness of clinical documentation in a fee-for-service setting? What about managed care? Again, with managed care, Medicare Advantage, you would want to improve your clinical documentation both so that you would increase your revenues by recognizing in accurate documentation the complete patient picture. Also, you would mitigate the risk of investigation because you would clearly document diagnoses in such a way that they could be supported and validated. Great. Are there techniques that would help physicians do a better job of documenting patient encounters? Where are gaps most prevalent in clinical documentation? What is that attributable to in part? And what steps could correct those errors? Well, let me break that down into a couple of areas. 
a frequent mistake that is made by physicians is they fail to identify all conditions that they're actively treating and fail to document their treatment plans. Gaps are attributable to several things. They may result from the physician's use of the term history of to capture both active and resolved conditions that could lead to the billing of resolved conditions. They may also chart based on conditions reflected in past medical history or from the problem list, both of which capture both current and resolved conditions, and both of which are unreliable sources because they are cumulative in nature. Further, physicians expect coders to be able to interpret diagnostic values or be able to consider documentation in previous encounter notes. This gap can result in services being unsupported by documentation. I have seen many instances in which a physician has charted no change as part of their documentation in a patient encounter. But what the physician lacks or does not understand is that the coder is bound by the four corners of the encounter note for that encounter. They cannot reference anything outside that. So when a physician charts no change, that has no meaning. But the worst area, what gaps are most attributable to and errors is physician dependence on EHR to meet medical necessity documentation requirements. Physicians frequently use the pull-down menus, and in doing so, they are not charting with specificity. They are choosing usually a general diagnosis at the top of the pull-down rather than identifying the most specific diagnosis they are treating. Also, they can fail to understand that the selection of a diagnosis from a pull-down menu does not establish and cannot establish causality. And any coding errors on this point, because the coders rely on the ICD-10 guidance in order to link conditions, could lead the coder without any kind of direction in the narrative note to link causality in a way that is improper. Finally, the reliance on EHR has caused a laxness in charting. The choice of a code by a physician is not a substitute for creating a narrative note of the encounter. In fact, if a physician chooses codes for the encounter but fails to document its basis in the narrative note, the claim will be denied. The best technique used by physicians to fully satisfy medical necessity requirements would be a technique that's used by coders. It's called MEET, that's an acronym. M stands for monitoring and measuring. It gives you the progression or regression of a condition. E and A stand for evaluating and assessing medical records, tests, anything that helps assess a patient's condition. And T is the treatment plan. If all that information is documented in the note, then medical necessity has been met. Thank you. How much of an administrative burden would it be for physicians to better document patient encounters? I know this sounds like a lot that they mean to cover, but in actuality, it isn't. It does not require extensive charting and administrative time. The goal is for the physicians to think in ink. In each patient encounter, the physician mentally evaluates and assesses a patient's condition, but oftentimes, little of that makes its way to the chart. In order for the physician charting to meet medical necessity requirements, 
The physician must clearly identify all conditions that they actively treated during a patient encounter and must support that the services were warranted for that condition, treatment of that condition. And physicians may believe that because ENM requirements have been relaxed, that signals a relaxation of all documentation requirements, but that is not the case. The 2021 ENM changes were intended to permit physicians to include only a medically appropriate medical history. And that was to avoid the need for a physician to have to document over and over the same information in instances, whether it was a minor condition or a more severe one. The relaxation of documentation that pertains to ENM codes is not followed anywhere else. Denials based on medical necessity signal overutilization, and that could trigger audits and investigations. There are no shortcuts here. Under what circumstances could the failure to adequately document services performed in a patient encounter serve as a basis for a government investigation or FCA proceeding? Again, it it's sort of a judgment call, but the government is looking at the frequency of the error rates and whether the errors, such as for a lack of medical necessity, relate to highly reimbursed codes. What they use as a analytical framework is they know the frequency with which CBT codes are billed and they benchmark what a specific provider is doing against the billing patterns of physicians within the same practice, the same specialty, the same geographic region. And based on that, they make determinations as to which physicians should be audited because of their concerns of overutilization. A high denial rate or a high historical trend of denials as to certain CPT codes that have high reimbursement rates are a red flag. Additionally, though, on a separate note, some physicians may be audited not because of their conduct so much as because they bill codes that CMS believes to be at higher risk for improper payment. So if there was one thing that you could offer that could help physicians better document patient encounters, what would that be? Physicians need to think of their documentation from this perspective. If a third party was reviewing your documentation, could they determine the conditions treated and the reason for those services? Sabrina, thank you for talking with us today and talking about the importance of complete patient encounters and medical necessity. One thing that really resonated with me today is that a coder cannot infer an ICD code based on a previous encounter note. For more help on coding and billing issues, check out www.textmed.org forward slash billing and coding. Thank you for listening to this quick tip episode. Check out the episode description for the link and contact information mentioned for billing and coding help. We hope you found this episode beneficial. To receive more helpful tips, like and follow TMA Practice Well Podcast. Until next time, stay well.